name of Jesus. You may be seated. I just have something short to tell you. Seven major things that the Holy Spirit is emphasizing in this new season. Now, for example, uh, uh, you will see that for the country, there is a two years period that is going to now start bringing the country out of this season of drought and uh, economic strangulation, political oppression, uh, uh, and all the things that are going on now, you know, terrorism, insecurity, just mark it, all these things are going to end. But it's going to be um, a gradual move. We still have about two years to the tidying up of this period of trial. But let me now tell you what is going on. It is not on the harvest day that you plant the seed you will reap that day. Whenever God speaks about the coming season, then he creates a season that leads to that season. Is that season that you used to plant the things that you are going to reap. Let me tell you what is going on. Not only in Nigeria now, in God's global plan, especially in the continent of Africa. God now is in search of men he will use to rebuild, to restore, to reconstruct whole nations. He's in search of men and women that he will use to lead this final move of God. Better systems, better constitutions, better technology, better processes, better methods. God is thinking about better men. Men are God's methods. And men are God's strategies. Isaiah 59 verse 16. Just watch. Let's start from 14 so it will make full sense. You can read Pastor Ben. And judgment is turned away backward. And justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street. And equity cannot enter. So where you see a lot of injustice, oppression, like some of the things we complain about in our nation, corruption and all of that. And if you work in an organization where things are not working, there are a lot of problems. And when there are challenges also, even in the church, now people will be discussing, if you turn on the television, there are different approaches to discussing the discussion that is going on right now over our nation, over global problems, all the other nations of the world. But look at how God looks at it. Verse 15. Yeah, truth faileth, and he that departed from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. So, first of all, God saw that there was no justice. Even the people that want to live right, do what is right, become praise. In an oppressive system, that's what happens. God saw it. He was very unhappy that there is no justice. But look at how he goes about looking, finding the solution. Verse 16. And he saw that there was no man. Do you see what the problem is? No matter how bad things have gone, one thing you keep seeing God from one part of the scripture to the other. 
You keep seeing that when things have gone so bad, God is looking for one answer and guess what that answer is? Somebody he can use. God's answer to national problems is leadership. God's answer to the problem in the church is leadership. God's answer to the problem in the home is leadership. God's answer to the problem in your organization is leadership. And when I'm talking about leadership, I'm not just talking about people occupying position. It's somebody that will step up, take the responsibility, but that individual has the capacity to deliver results. The point, and that's the subject of our discussion today, is building capacity. 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 Because when they anointed David as king, he didn't start being a king. It was 30 years after he became a king. He was 17 when they anointed him. Taught that young man, don't go back and stay in the bush. Get out there and kill a Goliath. Get out there and start doing something like a king. And then move from one level to another. Get out there and move into government house. Work with the one you are going to replace. That same person you are going to replace is, let me solve. I'm through with him. But go and work with him. In working with him, you will learn so much and develop capacity to finally be the one that will replace him. You don't develop capacity hiding in your room. You don't develop capacity doing nothing. He saw that there was no man. The question would be, how can there be people everywhere and God is saying no man? How can God have you and he's empty handed? I have vowed wherever I am, God cannot be looking for a man. I have vowed. And I have realized what the situation is. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. The starting point in developing capacity is to start praying about that issue. Take that burden. Take responsibility for it. And start praying about it. And then as you pray and pray. And sometimes in prayer, some other people are praying, hoping that God will use somebody else. But you are the one he will use. The one that has caught the burden is the one he will end up using. The one that has the vision is the one he ends up using. If you don't start praying, you won't end up developing a burden for that sphere. A burden for that institution. A burden for that organization. And your spiritual capacity will not enlarge. It enlarges when you pray and soak the word of God. That's the spiritual side of capacity. Because that's not the only side to capacity. There is capacity to lead. There is financial capacity. There is even physical capacity. If I want to build more muscle, build more stamina, you have to exercise. You inject the right food, but you have to exercise. It is knowledge plus, plus practice that gives you capacity. Can I say it again? Let me kind of define what capacity is. Capacity means the amount that something can contain. Pastor Ben, hold this cup for me. I'm going to mess up your pulpit. Open this this place. God is limit is unlimited, like the ocean. 
So you come to him, fear my cup, Lord, this is what he will do. And he gets to a point you can't take anymore. You can see what's going on now. Any extra is pouring away. And whenever you get here, God stops. It's not God that is limiting you. It's your capacity that is the problem. It's your ability to contain. What is your spiritual capacity? What is your financial capacity? God can give you more than what you can contain. The second definition of capacity is the ability of something to perform. The ability to do something, to get the job done. So, you talk about different capacities of generator. 5 kVA. When I want to power auditorium like this, with mega ACs and all this kind of thing, what is 5 kVA? 5 kVA. Can't even power the lights. There are some levels of light you install. Talk less of powering the auditorium. So, you see now, the capacity to deliver. The capacity to perform. So, when God wanted to give a miracle to that widow woman that ran to Elijah the prophet, my children are about to be sold and into slavery because the husband died and left them broke. He said, he said, what do you have in your house? He said, we don't have anything except a pot of oil. He said, don't worry. Once God puts his hand on that, it's endless. God has unlimited capacity. But he wants to pour himself into your life. And he wants to pour himself to millions of people through you. What is your capacity to conduct power? What is your capacity to conduct grace? What is your capacity to transmit God? So God wants to use you. God wants to bless you. God wants to now do mighty things through you. But he asked me to challenge you on enlarging your capacity. On enlarging your capacity. Three things you have to enlarge. Enlarge your character. Enlarge your degree of integrity. Your degree of reliability. Your degree of loyalty. Your degree of faithfulness. God cannot trust you beyond your trustability. <laughs> Faith is you trusting in God. But faithfulness is God trusting in you. Faithfulness is can God trust you? So he can't give you what he can't trust you with. Show that you can be trusted. Stop misbehaving. Stop eating your tithes. Stop doing those things that you know that God does not like. Clean up. Stop sleeping around. You want this. Show God you can trust me. Just like you are faithful, I am made in your image. And where you struggle, asking for capacity, asking for grace, grace strengthens you and enlarges your capacity. Number two, enlarge your knowledge. You're not going anywhere without it. Knowledge. You cannot perform beyond what you know. <laughs> your know-how is what limits your capacity. Enlarge your knowledge. And it might be in your industry, it might be in your profession. That means grow new capacity 
by growing credibility and growing in competence. And number three, grow in experience. Grow in practice. I, 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 I was so blessed. You know, and, and every time you guys perform at such level of excellence, I feel like signing some checks. And I know that the same thing happens to other people. Because once you make deposit on people, you bless people. The next thing is that you provoke goodwill from their heart. They are looking for a way to bless you, to be a blessing to you. But you see, the way you grow in your capacity is through practice, constant practice, constant practice, not just by attending lecture and getting knowledge. You can read all the book you like about in any area of life until you start practicing it. Your capacity does not grow. God is looking for me. Who shall I send? Who shall go for us? Who shall I send? Who shall go for us? God is looking for pastors. He can give. A million people to pastor. 100,000 people to pastor. You want to be that person? You have to practice this art of church growth till you master it. You cannot be doing lip service to it and say this. It doesn't come like that. There is nothing in the kingdom that comes by assumption. The Bible says, give yourself wholly to it. Holy to it. Focus on this thing. Walk on this thing. Practice this thing till your profiting appears to all. Your capacity to contend. Pastor Ben, let's sit a little. So you can see what happened. That woman, he said, bring empty vessels, not a few. The prophet gave her instruction. Bring many empty vessels. Then take that one that the anointing has come upon and start pouring. Yeah, you can go and read it. I don't have the time to, you know, whatever. He poured on the first, he got filled. He poured, because the God end is endless. The human end is where the problem is. He poured on the second, the second God healed. He poured on the third, the third God healed. When he got to the last one, he poured that one God filled. And then they look, he said, he said, any more, he said there is no more vessel. Then the oil stopped flowing. The anointing is limited by your capacity. It's the same God. But he can do billion dollar projects with this man. He can do 100 million, 200 with this man. When it comes to this man, it's only 10,000. 100,000. What's the problem? Did you receive a junior Holy Spirit from the one another person received? Did you receive a junior Jesus from the one another person received? No. The same kind G down. Uh, what, what do you call our power station in Nigeria? Kind G that generates electricity is what flows into every house. But different levels of capacity determine the degree of current that is passing through here. There are wires that can't take high voltage. It will blow. There are some of us, our moral capacity cannot handle certain level of promotion. They give it to you, you backslide. If they put you in this office now, you are gone. God loses his son. So what is the problem? It's not that God doesn't want to put his boy here. It's that the boy has not developed trustworthiness, reliability. 
You can take me to any height and I will still be humble like David. You can promote me to any height. Money will not destroy me. You can bless me to any height. Pride will not get into me. That's the, on the aspect of character. Others is the competence. Why will you take him and put him as a governor when you know that he doesn't have any experience, any knowledge on how to govern, to deliver? At the end of the day, the name of God is messed up because they know that this is his child. It's even worse when the man is a pastor. Pastor, pray for me. I want to be governor. No problem. God wants it. God wants the righteous in authority. But it's not only morality and character you bring to governance. You have to bring competence. You see, it's a combination of factors. You can't just be a good Christian and be ignorant. You have to have knowledge if God is going to use you. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And because you have rejected knowledge, I reject you from being a priest. Why don't you show it to them? Is it not Hosea chapter 4 verse 6? God didn't say I'm rejecting this guy because he's bad. God did not say I'm rejecting this guy because he's corrupt. God didn't say I'm rejecting this guy because is immoral. Look at it. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will reject thee that you should not be a priest to me. So, the man of God too, God rejects some people. Why? I think maybe because his kingdom is a, a place of anyhow. Mediocrity anyhow. You are joking. God goes for the highest standard of excellence. Go into your industry now and don't perform and see what they will do. They'll be paying you every month and be wasting their money. When God sacked Saul, the first king of Israel, he said, I found his replacement, a young man that has built capacity. And Samuel the prophet kept praying for Saul. If you go there, I will take you there. He said, he said, stop praying about him. God talking to the man praying. For I have rejected him. I've rejected him. Look at it here. He used the word reject. I will reject thee that you won't be a priest to me. Seeing that you've forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. You know, some ministers don't read this book. They don't study. You want to be a man of God. Because capacity is not just about morality and integrity and character. Capacity is about knowledge. 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 Capacity. Capacity. So, you see now, do you know there are hundreds of thousands of ministers of the gospel in Nigeria? Some are doing WrestleMania, some are all kinds of confusion everywhere. But do you know you can count the high-level performing ministers on double of these hands? Maybe I, I hope we can get 20 really. I hope.
what is the limit on others? See, if it's not character deficit or moral deficit, it is knowledge. It is knowledge. It is knowledge. It is knowledge. Limited by knowledge. I can't use you beyond certain point. Some, God can only use you inside the church. You know, he said in the great house, talking about his house, there are many vessels. But, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth. So they are eating And vessels. some to honor and some to dishonor. Some people in the house of God are vessels of dishonor. Disgrace. God, God doesn't want to promote you. You will bring shame to him. You also bring shame to dominosity. Bring shame to the body of Christ. That's his problem. They check now. If it's not a moral deficit, they check. It is knowledge deficit. He wants to. Is he not his children? How can you be begging your father to give you? God said, be of good share, little children. It is your father's good will to give you the kingdom. He wants to. It's his will. We're not discussing the will of God. It's his will. The Bible said, may the Lord, you know, let them shout for joy that favor my righteous cause. Let them say, let the Lord be magnified that has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Have you seen any, any parent that is happy when his children are not doing well, they are poor, begging? God has pleasure when his children are prospering. You want to have money? God wants you to have it. You want promotion? God wants you to have it. That's what I just read for you. Is his will. Is it not thought John that said, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. God said in his word, I wish above all things. Look at it. Thought John too. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as. So God wants you to prosper. But here is the problem in that particular text. You can prosper. You can prosper financially and physically. Physically is your health to the degree that your soul prospered. He said you will prosper even as. You see what determines it? As your soul prospers. You know what the soul prosperity? Intellectual development. Knowledge. Knowledge. Do you carry a certain number of people profession and give to somebody who has not managed it? It will destroy everyone. Scatter everywhere. Everybody will resign and go and find somewhere else. He doesn't have leadership capacity. He doesn't have management capacity. So do you see what is hindering you? He's not God. That's what he sent me here this morning to tell you. He said he wants to. He wants to take you to hide. And he's in search of men. But you have to do your own part. You have to do your own part. There's some degree. You can't point to this water of water. You can't point to this glass. When you get a bucket, bigger capacity. But there's also a degree you can't point to the bucket. When you get a tank, bigger capacity. But there's a degree you can't point to that, your 500 liter tank or 1,000. Because God is an ocean. He's limitless. How much do you want from this coming new season forward? This decade, this 10 years, is a decade of exceptional performance. There are governors in the making, listening to me, senators in the making, people that are going to turn around this nation, even presidents in the making, listening to me. 
If there are deficiencies, go and fix it now. And not use the destinies of 200 million people to do experiments. Show them the book of Psalms where he said, let them shout for joy that favor my righteous cause. Let them say, let the Lord be magnified that has pleasure. Look at it. In the prosperity of his servants. You're a pastor. You're not doing well. You think God is happy about that? God has pleasure. God is happy when his servants are prospering. God is happy when his children are doing well. Will you be happy to have grown-ups, graduates, and are sleeping under the bridge in Lagos under your children? Will you be happy? God, I don't know what I need. Why can't you help me? Why won't you bless me? God is not the problem. You are the problem. The supply end is not the limit. The receiving end is where the limit is. Expand your capacity. Capacity can be expand, expanded. What did Peter was writing? You know, I think it's, it's Second Peter chapter 1. He said, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. Show it to them. And he tells us how it gets multiplied through the knowledge of him. Knowledge increases capacity. Knowledge increases capacity. Knowledge increases capacity. Knowledge increases capacity. Read it, Pastor Ben. Second Peter 1 verse 2. Grace can be increased. Can be multiplied. Yes, yes. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Add verse 3. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. So you see God is not the problem holding things. Everything you need for this life he has made it available. Why are they not showing up? Knowledge of him. Knowledge of him. Knowledge of him. You can't go back and relax again. The book that was written, the wisest man, the man that made planets, made this world, made all the resources in it, made human beings, wrote a book. You don't read it. But, but he said he made you to operate at his level of capacity. He said, I made you in my image after my likeness. Do you know what image is? His moral nature, that's his character. If God is good, you are to be good. If God is love, you are to walk in love. If God is merciful, you are to be kind too, just like him. All those is moral quality. But do you know what the likeness is? Divine capacity. He is saying the competencies you find in me, the kind of the results I deliver, the kind of things I do, I also made you to perform at that level. But the gap between me and you, he explained it to us. He said, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. That's where the difference is. He says, the heaven is higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways. And so are my. When it comes to my. So he, he wrote a book to bridge the gap. 
he wrote a book to bridge the gap. You don't read it. He sent people like me to help bridge the gap. Because we've read it. We've digested it. We have experienced it. To help you see what it is. You don't develop capacity just by hearing a message. You are in a better position when you have heard it. But capacity is now different. When you go back and start reviewing it, meditating on it, digesting it, at that moment, it goes beyond what my pastor taught to my own personal revelation. It is when you understand, when he moves from information to revelation, when he moves from knowledge to understanding, it becomes my personal capacity. Some of these things I'm telling you guys are inside me. You know, he said, the word has been made flesh. That's it. At that moment, he started delivering the dividends. He started delivering the results. Do you know that today is Sunday that I've had my own morning devotion before coming here? Yesterday, I had my own morning devotion. And I prayed with my family. And I, I pray with them almost every day, I think, apart from Sunday morning. But I've had my own devotion before praying. Today, I've sent messages to people that came out of my own downloads. There are some who got my message around four, some around five. There are some I communicated with around 5.30 today. Of course, I've sent a message to you even today. Do you know what I used to do my own morning devotion? I was in, in two major conferences over the weekend and I ministered. In one conference, a lady spoke before I came up. She brought up some things on children, ministry, teens, ministry. I had to review a little of that. Then I was in another conference, you know, before I spoke on the opening day, Daddy Wampa brought up a church. I was reviewing that whole thing. I reviewed my notes. Then I played the tape from the beginning to the end. And while I was playing the tape, I paused about eight different times because I saw things he said my note did not capture. Very powerful points I didn't capture in my note. There were even points I didn't hear. I got them. Because you, the first time you think you heard it. And that paper, I told myself, I'm going to review it again and again and again and again. That's the difference between one here and the another. The sower went to sow and the seed fell on the floor. Some produced 30 fold, some 60 fold, some 100 fold. I'm moving my capacity to 100 fold delivery. Don't want that. But there are even others, they didn't produce anything. It was a, they were barren land. One was those that had, it fell on the wayside. They just got excited. Next thing. I'm talking about those that are even producing. There are levels of capacity. 30-fold, 60-fold. No, I'm aiming for 100-fold. 100-fold performance capacity. The type of generator you put on, it powers a whole city. The type you put on, it powers a whole nation. The type you put on, it powers a whole continent.
He said, you are the light of the world. And your light is not even able to affect your streets. And God wants you to develop such capacity that your bulb can affect the whole universe. Your light can't even affect your city. No. A million times, no. It's all about capacity building. And you know, not just getting knowledge and all that. Part of what is involved in building capacity, competence at that second level is getting training. Going for training. Going for training. Going for training. Oh, going for training. Going for training. A year passes, I don't get one training. I will be feeling like something is wrong. Like as if I committed sin. Because that's part of my commitment. That till the day I'm given the last chance to live on this earth, I bridge my last. Every year. You know, even the brain, as you get old, this brain, some people start developing autism, some people start losing their memory. Nothing, the brain has capacity to perform beyond your lifetime, even triple your lifetime. But once you stop using it, once you stop studying, once you stop exercising it, then it starts developing some new problems. It starts atrophying. Like even, you know, there is a law of use in the Bible. What you don't use, you lose. Yeah. If you don't use your leg, don't walk for a while. Just stay in one place. After somewhere, you find out that to walk now is a problem. You will need wheelchair. So the third key to capacity building is execution, practice, 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 doing what you are learning, practicing what you are getting. I want to challenge you, this church, this ministry is a house of bread. That's one of the names God called us with prophecy. He said, it's a place where he pours forth revelation and knowledge and wisdom. The challenge now is, at the receiving end, whether you are converting it to practice. You can't even finish what God has just revealed in this year, since January. What do it take? One, two, three, four. That affects certain areas of your life. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten and focus on putting them to work. Just what came here last weekend, was the last two weekends, on marriage, on family development. You can't be in this ministry or connected to this ministry or in partnership with this ministry and fail in your marriage. The antidote to those marital viruses and bacteria has been revealed. Take the injection. Take it. Take it. Take it. Go and meditate on these things. Meditate on these things and then start putting them to work.
practice. So, when knowledge is combined with, you know, execution, it produces capacity. When knowledge or revelation is combined with experience, that's how somebody defined it, you create capacity. That keep bodies, that keeps practicing, that keep practicing, that keep practicing. After a while, you play some notes that the guys who went to musical school be wondering, how does this guy do this thing? To God most high, hallelujah. To God most high. Everybody lift up your hand. Most high. capacity through informal knowledge, through apprenticeship, by finding a mentor, somebody that has done what you're trying to do. Somebody that is a high performer. You come close to him by finding something you can offer him. And that is service. I don't mind if I'll be your driver. I don't mind. You know, the president may be very far to many citizens but he's not far to his driver he's not far to his baba 
Do you know that these small, small things that are needed, that those high-capacity individuals need them? Do you know that Dangote still needs to drink water, clean water? Do you know that Dangote still needs his office to be clean? This Dangote refinery that many people can't have access to, by being his driver, the cleaner can get access. And sometimes those small guys that serve actually have more authority than the big guys that are outside. You know, sometimes a small insider has more influence than a big outsider. You can be a powerful governor of your state, a party chairman of your party, but your government is not the one in power. You find the, the, the ASA to the governor having more influence than you that you have to negotiate just to get access to. So sometimes with service, you don't go to busy people, powerful people, and just go around them to disturb them. Calculate their life that there are so many needs. Find one that you can be the one meeting it. And when you confess, don't talk about them paying you. Just gain access and trust first. The money will follow you later if you gain the access and gain their trust. Can you imagine someone like me? Do you see how busy? Look at just the week. So when do you dry clean your clothes? Who polishes your shoe? That is, can be somebody's assets. Ticket to greatness. Who helps you reply your letters? Who answers your email? That can be somebody's assets to greatness. People are looking for who will deliver, my friend. Mentorship can be your bridge to greatness. Because that's the problem believers make. You are the one as a child of God. You have kingdom ethics. You want to go and impose it on an unbeliever. Joseph walked with a pharaoh. He didn't stop pharaoh from being pharaoh. So gradually you cannot influence them towards God. But not by going to expose their nakedness. Daniel walked with Nebuchadnezzar. He didn't go there and say, how can you be this? No, no, that's not how you do it. You lose your job. You are the one that should practice that ethics and, and exhibit competence. So now they want to know why, what makes you tick. Then you cannot point them to your God. To God. Lift those hands. Most high. Most high. Most high God of heaven, <laughs> most high ruler of the earth, most high King of nations. Ladies and gentlemen, as I conclude, there are hard skills and soft skills in life. But just like you have hardware and software in a computer. The hardware is very important, like your handset, your phone, but it's the software that makes it work. The truth is that the softwares generate more income and more money than the hardwares. Yes. So, if your business involves selling or dealing with hardware, 
learn the soft skills that make life work, like leadership, like management, like people's skills. A lot of these things we teach you in church, we're teaching you how to walk in love, how to work. You don't know. One of my daughters is in California. is a lecturer. She's a professor. You know her. She's a lecturer at one of the be, you know, biggest universities in the U.S. Sent me a book that was published that they are using to. And she printed the first the introduction and sent to me. Do you know what they are saying there? They said we have had men that has blessed this world. Research from the inventors of te- different technology, people that invented aircraft, invented all the different things that have helped to advance life. He said, and our world and our generation owe them so much. He said, but we have had other men who, whose knowledge and expertise is not on the hard skills. They didn't teach us. They didn't invent computer. They didn't invent automobiles. They didn't manufacture electricity. But those men are the ones that are the custodians. They taught and modeled the soft, the softwares that make life and the whole society work. And they started calling it this universal. And the people writing are not believers. It's the people like Moses that wrote the Ten Commandments. People like Jesus Christ that taught love and all these ethics. He said it is their teachings that built the Western world. I read the whole list they gave, they all from the Bible, except two. They mentioned Confucius that taught those soft skills on which the Asian tigers, the, you know, Japan, China, and Singapore, and some of those countries built, the values that they built on. Like you see them, they're very hardworking. They, are, they, they, they operate like ants. And I, I won't say any other thing, because there are people, people are following, that are not mentioned. And they talked about countries that came out as a result of the philosophies that those men taught, those countries are the source of problems for the whole world. Those kind of people injected viruses into the system. So you see now that you're a professional, you're a doctor, you have your hard skill, professional skill. It's not enough. Add management to that. Add leadership skills to that so that you can move to be the one that runs the whole hospital, the teaching hospital, and then you'll be employing your colleagues. Add people's skills to that. Oh, you, you've learned how to start a business and pioneer a company. It's not enough. You are uh, an engineer. You can build bridges and build buildings. It's not enough. The software is what runs the universe. The software is what controls society. Do you know there are soft skills somebody can bring to governance that you will have social cohesion. All the tribes will unite. All the different people will feel a sense of belonging. The citizens will wake up. Everything rises and falls on leadership and those skills. Learn them. Don't just learn the performance skills so you can do the job. Learn the other skills that can make you lead those people that do the job. 
That's where you move to higher levels. In this season now, God wants to promote you. God wants to exalt you. God wants to take you to the next level. He has asked me to come and tell you that. He's announcing trumpets are sounding in the heaven. And those trumpets are bringing prophetic messages. It's a new season for the body of Christ. In about two years now, we're going to graduate out of this era. And I'm, and I'm telling you, if God is not leading you to travel abroad, don't do that. If he's leading you, go. But soon, now, some of you that are going abroad, we need to run back. Because where you are running away from is where the action is. I'm telling you. But if he's sending you abroad, maybe it's a mission, maybe to go and study and get whatever. Maybe whatever. Go. Wherever God sends, he provides and he protects. The best place to be is in the center of God's will. 32, 33, 34. David killed Goliath, yes? When he came and said he can kill this guy, when the whole army of Israel was afraid, Saul, see what he said to Saul, the king, yes? And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. You're talking about a giant, a warrior, and you've been a shepherd boy. What they didn't know, they thought he was just a mere shepherd boy. He didn't know that guy has grown other types of competencies. I've been killing giants without everybody knowing. Just watch, yes? And your, so, your, your servant will go and, and take care of fight this Philistine, yes? And Saul so said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. So he looked at his physical capacity. Little boy, teenager, 17 year old. Looked at a warrior, a giant. You know, compare physically. He didn't know. This era is not the era of physical giants. Those era has long gone. This era now is the era of intellectual and spiritual giants. What do you have inside you? What problems can you solve? What can you offer? What can you bring to the table? Not how big your muscles are. Yes, go ahead, sir. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. Mm-hmm. And I went after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his bed and smote him and slew him. So he took a sheep. Normal boys of his age will run and hide, climb a tree and be shaking in, tear, in fear. I saw a lion. David said, I just got anointed. So I'm going to deal with a lot of giants, kings and all that. I will start using this anointing on these small, small ones in the bush. I'll learn how to kill a lion, learn how to kill a bear. When God puts a sheep or something under my care, no devil that can touch it. And I want to say this all. That's one of the vows that work with me that I took in ministry. Nothing under my care. Nothing. The devil and I have had enough confrontation. He knows. You don't take a sheep under my care. You have to first of all remove yourself from under my covering before the devil can eat you. You don't do that. Because that jaw of the lion will be torn. And I'm not just talking. This is how we got here. 
We got here by killing lions. We got here by killing giants. We got here. Not just by hearing God's word, by putting it to practice. I caught him, a lion, held his bear, smote him and slew him. 17-year-old boy. So, he came to bring food to his brothers in the battlefield who were the soldiers. And now saw Goliath insulting the army of Israel. And saw the army of Israel intimidated with fear. And the little 17 year old boy was not frightened. <laughs> if you have not believed God for one million, you can't hang around when those of us that are believing in billions are talking. You have to go and exercise your faith for a billion. And that means you have to start sowing at the equivalent of that. When you want your seed in a billion, you have to start learning to sow in hundreds of thousands. When you want your harvest in hundreds of thousands, you have to learn to sow in tens of thousands. When you want your harvest in tens of thousands, you have to learn to sow in thousands. When you want your harvest in thousands, you have to learn to sow in hundreds. You are the one deciding your capacity. When you now want to harvest in billions, you start sowing in multiples of millions. When you want to harvest a hundred of millions, you start sowing in millions. But when you want to move into the billion flow, because the scripture says, be it unto you according to your faith. So stretch your faith. Why is it that God blesses some in billions and blesses you in thousands? It's not God that is the problem. Stretch your faith. Stretch your faith. He that sows sparingly will reap sparingly. He that sows bountifully will reap bountifully. It's not God that is the limit. You are the limit. It's time to break out of that limitation. Break out of the mental limitation first. And break out of that contentment. And step into another level of life. <laughs> Why? Why not? Are there some people meant for the top and others for the ground? No! He said you shall be above only and not beneath. You shall be the head and not the tail. Why you will choose to remain the tail? It's time to do what it takes. When you want to get a harvest you have not gotten before, do what you have not done before. Somebody said to keep doing the same thing and expect a better result is insanity. Is that not what many people have been doing? You kept yourself at primary school. And others have graduated from university. And you think it's, they are special. They are not special. My world expanded. How can a growing chicken that wants to be a hen hide inside an egg? See? He said, do it again. I did it again the next year. He said, do it again. After about third time, it became normal. 
and that world. I said, eh. You see, there is a, a side to this, your Christian work that cannot be given to you by just teaching. You have to start practicing to get there. Capacity is knowledge plus experience. Capacity is knowledge plus execution. You have not done it, you don't know it until you start doing it. And as you do it, you start mastering it. You start mastering it. You get to a point. You are now a guru. When it comes to this issue, I'm a technocrat. We came here by learning and practicing. You want to get into the healing ministry and God use it. That's how you get it. Get all those books on working on miracle, God's general, all the things, and be watching the watch healing services, watch Benihim, watch all that. But when you feel it, go and practice. Go and practice. Go and practice. After a while, you just walk in like these cripples are walking. You have sometimes it will look like you try, it didn't work. Go back to knowledge. You fill up the gap. Come back to practice. Anytime at practice, you run into a roadblock. Go back to knowledge. Shut out what is it. Revise the whole thing again. Come back to practice. You know, you're learning to solve mass. You solve this one. You solve this one. It's not working. You say, but I did exactly what the equation said. Go back to some of the ones they solved. Revise it. Revise the application of the formula. After revising, come back. Ah, I now know. Okay, X minus... Minus, minus is equals to plus. Oh, is that what I got wrong? You, you move ahead. Anytime you, you go back. And as you get knowledge, move to practice. After a while, you become a walking revelation. The word is made flesh in you. Please complete that reading. Thy servant, yes. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them. Do you see how David said, I've killed lion, I've killed bear. This one will end up like one of them. You see, he's bringing experience to that battle. He's not coming here to do experiment, experimental. He has been practicing. The man has capacity. The people didn't know. He shall be as one of them. Seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Okay, read one more. Yeah. David said, moreover, the Lord has delivered the, the Lord, Lord that, that that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear. <laughs> he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And so said unto David, go and the Lord be with you. And you know the rest of the story. You know the rest of the story. He not only knocked Goliath down, he cut off his head using his own sword. Just like what he did to the lions. And that day, he manifested. That was the day. His destiny ended in the wilderness, in the bush, and moved to the palace. And you can see the whole women of Israel fell in love with one small boy. Poor boy. 10,000 of them were shouting. They said, Saul has killed 10,000. David has killed 10,000. So all these, uh, I, I want to get a wife. No girl wants to marry me because I don't have a Mercedes Benz. Who told you that is Mercedes Benz? Demonstrate capacity. And you will see what women fall in love. Women love power. They love excellence. They love competence. Some of them are in love with wisdom. They want to see some intellectual prowess. What they love is power. But power in its diverse form. Demonstrate it. 
and you will see. God bless you.